It was just so outlandish to think about. And then they're in the comments, like flirting with other brands as well, being like, can't wait to see yours. And I'm like, like who's <laughs> <laughs> we episode back. seven was goody episode seven we're back man i love when we both started the episode with a skirt too how did you do that too yeah i mean we're insane yeah, yeah. people are gonna turn their volume like way down yeah and they're just like oh we're good on this one oh, man episode seven man, we're back man. with the remote flex we're not in the same room but yeah what's going on man why are we remote <laughs> We'll get back to it. We'll, be, we'll get back to it. Trust, trust, trust. The sure. vibes are still there. Y'all won't even notice if we didn't say anything. People are going to be like, wow, damn, man. This, these guys, if it sounds like they're right in front of me. It sounds like they're in my living room. Right Feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. What are you saying, Malik? Oh, same old, same old, man. Uh, the vibes in Toronto are, are bumping right now, man. Uh, rolling loud. Yeah. Uh, rolling loud, man. Like, that's... That's going to be sick. I'm super excited for that. That's like, I don't, here's the thing. I don't really go to concerts. I don't like go to shows or like anything like that really. But whenever yeah. there's like something like this, like Rolling Loud, oh man, I'm super pumped up for it. Cause it's like 90% of the artists that I do are going to be in. in yeah, yeah. I'm surprised like Drake isn't there, but I don't know. Yeah. You know? Kind of soft to be honest. Soft on him. Kind of weird. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he should be here. Like, we got all these international artists as, like, the headliners when it's, like, yo, the biggest, like, rapper in the world is from Toronto, and he's not... And he's not even... Maybe they couldn't afford him. I don't know. Who are you most excited to see? Yeah, I think I would go for Dave, man. <laughs> Wizkid would be dope, like, as a headliner, but Dave, I don't know. I, I listen to Dave a lot more. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to... I like the first two days the most. So yeah. It's like Dave and then Wizkid. I don't know who's the third headliner. I can't remember. But I'm looking at it you? right now. Like, I know, I, I think Lil Baby's going. That's that's going to be huge. Yeah. Lil Baby, Future, obviously, is going to be nuts. I've heard Future's not that great live. So, like, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt. No, nah, he doesn't do much. He doesn't yeah, do I know. much. As a thing, I think it'll be a lot of fun um, to see who's like. We haven't had this many types of artists uh, come through Toronto uh, in in quite some time here. So I just have the yeah, I have the. Hey the, man, it's know, questionable who's going to actually make it over the border. Like if I'm yeah. being honest, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It, it looks nice now, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of cancellations. You know, bro, Lil Uzi's coming, man. Lil Uzi's one of my favorite artists ever. Like, I can't wait for this. I don't I actually don't <laughs> think Lil Baby's showing up. I think uh, I don't think he's coming to To, which is whack. Sure, but that was going to be one of the ones that I was most fired up about. Anyways, vibe man in, in the city. The vibes are, are immaculate. Uh, the Raptors, man. Game six coming up. Game six coming up, dude. When we're, we're recording this, it's it's Tuesday. Um, and, you know. We'll when it see. comes out, they still won't. They still won't. Be, they won't have played. So, uh, man, it, like, how exciting, though. I love I love playoff atmosphere in the city. Um, you know, being down 3-0 in the series was, like, so shitty. Uh, it was like yeah. the worst feeling, losing in the worst way. But like you know, 
coming down, coming back from a three O series has never, has never happened before. So I'm curious to see if like it's possible, man. I don't know, but regardless, it's going to be bumping. The crowd's going to be insane. Uh, lock in, tune in. Uh, it's going to be a big game, man. Are you going to be at the arena at all? Bro, anything is possible. Um, so Thursday, I'm actually going to be at like a, uh, we have like a, a work social, but they're going to be streaming the game there. So that's going to be lit, kind of watching it. With, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd lose a lot of people if they didn't have that, right? So yeah, I'll be watching it with like coworkers with an open bar and food, and that'll be a vibe. Coworkers, a.k.a. your family, right? <laughs> Just re- referencing the last episode. You know, I quit. I quit. I, yeah. <laughs> right, I quit it. the podcast and I quit my job. Both no, no. Look at you talk to this microphone alone and be like, we back. I'm back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just joke around with yourself. Anyway, yo. Let's we got a bunch. We got a bunch of topics. We got a follow-up to start with. Um, yeah, last week we talked about Elon Musk potentially buying Twitter. And I think the joke that we were making was like, there's no way this is going to go through. This is all just like news. A few days later, um, yeah, the offer got accepted. So <laughs> Elon Musk is the owner of Twitter for $44 billion. So what does this mean? And- like, what can, can you just like... Can you just do whatever with it? Like, I don't, I don't well, no. Well, well, one thing is like Twitter is a public company and he's turning it private. So all the shareholders are pretty much just getting like a buyout, um, which allows him to actually make changes easier than when there were shareholders before, I believe. Um, but he wants to like make it. Here's the thing. Whenever people say like they want to, you know, enable free speech and all of that, and they want to make sure everyone has a voice, why does that usually just mean like racism? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really like, what do you mean? What is not free about Twitter right now? The fact that we've removed, you know, racist groups and stuff like that. Like, is Trump coming back now? Oh, I'm like, no. what do you want to push forward here? I just hate when people have that free speech kind of tagline because it usually means i just want to be offensive yeah i i want to say whatever i want without any consequences whatsoever is basically <laughs> what that means like you know what i mean i remember in like the yeah. like after the 2016 election there was like so much like investigating being done on like facebook and just general like social media platforms because all it it did was help cultivate and create these groups to help like spread misinformation uh, and ultimately get yeah. this guy elected. So, like, Trump, I mean. But, like, when I think about what Elon Musk could do with Twitter is, like, is that being undone? Like, the rules and, and structure and establishment that we've, like, seen to date, does that mean all of this is going away, potentially? Or is that, like, can he do that? Can one person do that? Like, it would, I mean, for me, it comes back to the whole notion of, like, rich people owning the means of communication and whatever that entails is likely not the best thing. Um, But I don't know, like, it's just one of those, like, okay, as a headline, it's done. Let's wait and see what happens here. Yeah. It's a wait and see. And and it's pretty crazy because like, again, you know, we were talking about how he has like four different billion dollar companies now, including Twitter, 
Um, there's a huge racism lawsuit at Tesla that I don't know if a lot of people know about, but thousands of employees have expressed, you know, discrimination. Thousands of black employees have expressed discrimination. And then he joins Twitter where there's a large, you know, diverse population of, of workers. So it's like you being a black worker at Twitter and you seeing what's been done at Tesla, you're probably just like, what's what's about to happen here? You know, like, oh, is he going to carry over that same kind of energy? Should I be worried? Should I be looking for other jobs? It's probably a lot of just uncertainty. Yeah, I, I think it's like, it's ironic, right? Because it's like someone who wants to enable yeah. free speech and all that kind of stuff is likely silencing a lot of voices in the the amongst his black employees not his employees but like people who work for tesla i should say you know what i mean yeah yeah and like i don't know it's i i'm curious like not just to know what what his intentions are with the platform like why twitter why this like are you trying to influence something are you trying to control more stuff like i just don't i don't get it in regard to some of his other companies like tesla or even like whatever his fucking spaceship one is like you know what i mean like, yeah yes I, exactly. yeah i feel like there's like like a tech side of his expertise and like communication i would say is like maybe not necessarily where i thought that he would want to spend his money not that yeah, i it's weird. Really, really give a shit but it's like it'll be crazy to see how this influences like and trickles down like over the course of a few years like will this hurt the platform i don't know yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm gonna jump off Twitter now." I'm like, "You're not going anywhere." Just yeah, it's like, like, "All right, see you back in a week." <laughs> like, yeah, we're still here. I'm still here for the memes, okay? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, where else am I gonna go? Instagram? Like, yeah, where am I gonna go? It, yeah, it's just as worse, you know. I think, oh, man, it's Literally. so weird to see like the, the evolution of social media too, right? Like. Like, I remember when they first started, they were just like, here are, here's a platform and just do whatever with it. And now it's like, what, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Like there's no, no ads at one point. There was no, like brands didn't like infiltrate yet. And it's just, it was just kind of this open space. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like it's a means of Mm -hmm. communication. You decide what you want. And that's what I feel like what made TikTok so popular at the beginning because it was like a new style of communication um, that wasn't yet, you know, regulated or as regulated or populated by like bigger companies trying to get in on the action. You know what I mean? So yeah, now yeah. social media has just become this entire way of life that uh, is so interesting to know that like a, a billionaire, an egotistical billionaire just purchased the entire platform and can make changes whenever we want so it's interesting so easily too right just like the deal happened within a week and you're just like like i guess i get it on the on the legal standpoint because i think like public corporations have a duty to maximize like shareholder value yeah so they have to like entertain that and they can't just like cancel it because of who he is but I don't know, man. This is something we're just going to have to see in a few years or see in a year how it, you know, how it unfolds. And it's not like he can just do whatever he wants. Like it is still an entire company with board members and stuff like that. But yeah, it's funny to talk about at least, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More rich people owning shit. 
Exactly. Let's uh, let's move on to another billion dollar company, um, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Netflix is under fire right now. People are coming for Netflix. Netflix held us down for this long, and we're just turning our back on them. I don't know. So they basically have lost 200K subscribers globally in the first quarter of this year. And the projection is that they're going to lose you know, upwards of 2 million in the second quarter. So about a half of the year. And it's just everyone's launching their opinions on what is Netflix doing wrong? Is it just competition? Are people distracted with other platforms like TikTok and now they're not focused on Netflix? Is it because they raised the price almost $20? There's a whole plethora of things, right? But I'll ask you. I know you don't watch TV or movies that much, but are you subscribed to Netflix? And do you enjoy using it? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I like using Netflix. Uh, like, I, I have a subscription. Mind you, I definitely don't take as much of advantage as I probably should for the amount <laughs> that I'm paying. So yeah. I'll leave that there. But... I don't know. Like, I think that this is, uh, I don't, I don't know where to pinpoint the problem. Like where have things gone? Like, I don't think there's one yeah. thing that I can look at and say like, that's the reason like, they got rid of, I don't know, fucking friends or how I met your mother or whatever. Or the office. Or whatever. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. The office or any of those fucking bullshit shows. Um, I'm going to get a lot of people offended by that. Yeah, I mean, yo, chill, 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 chill. We're going to get pissed off with that, but that's a topic for another episode. Um, yeah. But I feel like the way that they, they've kind of fragmented out a little, or like that, that like digital streaming service space has been fragmented so much. That like there's yeah. no true ownership of like that kind of platform anymore. Like I remember when Netflix came out, I'm like, I can watch any show, any movie on here. This is great. And there's nothing else like this existed that existed except for like illegal streams. Like remember the Pirate Bay? Yeah. Like that was yeah, like yeah, still big, time, big time back in the day, Flex. So like I don't know what the reason is for like losing this many subscribers so quickly. But like, you know what? It's it's a slap in the face to businesses to say, you know, okay, well we're gonna charge our prices. We're gonna have less shit for you that you actually want to watch on. <laughs> And you know we'll just yeah. we're just gonna kind of leave it at that, and I think people are kind of sick of it. I see it the same way as like Uber or something like that, where it's like, yeah, this has been an amazing service, a really great service that I'm sure a lot of people have taken advantage of. But like over the years, the quality of it's gotten shittier. I get less, and I have to pay more. So like, what am I really doing here? Is you it nailed it? Yeah. Is it is it using other platforms? Is it like I only want to watch Star Wars, so I'm gonna go on Disney Plus. Like, you know, like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff or, you know, using TikTok or whatever it is, I think are like driving factors that have helped build it up so that people are like, oh, yeah, actually, like, don't fucking need a Netflix subscription anymore because I'm not trying to watch a bug's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't Netflix doesn't hit like it did before because it's not as like unique or innovative. And frankly, I don't really need it. Bro, they got themselves in such a dangerous position where they're spending so much money on content. You know, they're spending both in-house and just like licensing content, right? But if you if you see like every month when they list out all the new things coming to Netflix, they're beating every platform tenfold. Like For it's sure. it's too it's too much though. 
And I think that's the big issue. Like you go to Crave, which is like HBO, you go to Hulu, you go to HBO Matt, whatever it is, like it's pretty concise on like what you can kind of what you can find. Like there's a lot more quality than there is quantity. I think Netflix is just quantity, to be honest. And I think a lot more folks are catching on to that. They have their hitters, like they'll have the squid games, they'll have the yeah. love is blind, but like you watch those in a weekend and then it's done. Yeah. You know, all these other streaming services, they're like weekly. You know, I kind of feel like the binge thing is not working as well as it was before. You I think there the is some value in like stretching content out versus people watching it in one weekend and then not feeling tied to the platform anymore. Agreed. And that's not to say that's the reason why they're, you know, losing a bunch of subscribers, but it's all these small little things that I think uh, add up to the bigger picture. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, that's it's a really unique insight because that, like, binge culture has never been. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's been, like, the thing for the last little bit. Now, now, especially when, you know, people have been locked inside for so long, like, no one really, like, I think that there's a specific occasion where people feel like they want to just sit down and enjoy like watching an entire series of something uh in one yeah. or one weekend or something like that i do that when i'm not feeling good or i'm sick or i've just had a crazy couple weeks and i finally have a weekend of myself where i can just do whatever and even then i'm probably just like playing ps5 or something like that right yeah i'm, not, I'm, right. Speaking, I'm speaking from my own experiences but like I, I yeah, yeah. your point that like that that feeling of wanting to binge a tv show isn't isn't necessarily there anymore and you know are we going back to the ways of like one episode every week is coming out of this thing that you have to you have to pay attention to like i remember yeah yeah they remember um that michael jordan documentary the last dance that came yeah. out a new episode every yeah. week and every week i came back like i got netflix for that or whatever platform it was i can't remember if it was on netflix or, or not netflix but yeah, I know. Being excited and being like, oh man, I got like my Sunday night show coming up. I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. we've been so trained that everything is just accessible and available whenever we want it that, you know, we lost sight of like the excitement of looking forward to a new show. When something's always available, you kind of take it for granted. And even when you think of like social conversations about shows, like if you, have Love is Blind that just comes out on Netflix, but all the episodes are available within two weeks. You're only really trending on Twitter, or like that conversation's happening for those two weeks, and then it's gone, and you have to come up with new shows and buy new content, and you always are, they're spending so much money, they're probably not even profitable, if I had to I'm guess. Not, you know? Yeah. No, they're spending uh, an insane amount on content. Um, versus, you know, you have Euphoria on HBO Max, which is like, trending for three months because it's one episode per week or two months, I should say, whatever it is. But there's clear differences there. And and I don't know, it's um, probably some of it has to mainly do with like the price and just competition. But there's all these small things that I think is going to be trouble for Netflix, like 2 million subscribers in half a year. That's, that's crazy. It's a lot, man. Um, a lot bro yeah and the the thing is like i don't know like the content on netflix isn't bad like i i actually like the original all right yeah like 
it depends on what it is and how it's served up. Like I'm never like usually just scrolling through and just being like, oh, this looks good. Cool. It was made by Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I barely ever do that. Um, but it, yeah, to your point, man, like it'll be really interesting to see where they go and how they adapt because I still think that there's such a value in that style of service. I still think it's super, of course, yeah. it's still there. And like, I, I, yeah. like I said, I like it. I don't watch movies a ton. Like, there's, it could be Crave, it could be Netflix, it could be HBO Max, it could be Disney Plus, any of those things. And I, I would still feel roughly the same way about how streaming services have been provided to me. Um, it's just about how Yeah, I'm not really attached to any. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing, too, is like they've, they're still far in the lead, I'm pretty sure. You know, like they're losing a bunch, but they're still, they're still Netflix. Like we're not trying to say that Netflix is like, going to go broke or like they're going to be done in a year like nah netflix will be around but it's just the other folks are catching up put it that way totally like they have less control and less share in the market for that category yeah exactly call it right and i think they've been they've figured it out but it goes down for me like we talked about this so long ago but it goes back to like the whole like this service and what it's providing to the consumer. Like, I don't want to have Netflix, Disney Plus, Crave, all those ones. I'm like, I just want man. something that plays out. Like, it's too much for me, man. Um, Bro, I got to make over 100K a year to have all those, man. That's and, what I'm saying. Know, man's man. there. Yeah, 100K is a lot of money, man. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I love the callbacks we're doing the other episodes. Like, you know? this is like a nice throwback. All we need is a nice Burger King reference, and we're good to go. I was yeah, like, really like, gonna say it or not? I don't know, man. Anyways, Netflix, man. give us your hot takes. Sure. Still use Netflix? <laughs> Let us know. And what's your favorite show? Let's move on. There you go. Should we move on to some dumb brand shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's our. That should be a new segment. Dumb brand shit. <laughs> dumb brand shit. Oh, that's funny. Um. Yeah, I kind of just had this like question the other the other day. I guess. It, it, it sparked from, so I'll read the question I have listed on this like doc we're sharing, but like, why are brands so flirty and sexual on social media in the last kind of couple of years? Like where it stemmed from, and I'll try to explain this in like a kind of a clean way, but Snickers, like the chocolate bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh man! No. <laughs> so basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a picture floating around of Snickers without any like veins on it. Like this is the best way I can explain it. I don't even know what that looks like, but it was like a clean Snickers bar, a completely flat surface, and everyone was like, "Where are the dick veins?" Pretty much, and that was. <laughs> That was <laughs> that was trending so much that the brand responded with an image of like the enhanced veins on a Snickers, and they're like the veins remain, and <laughs> you're just like, yo, is this what you're really responding to as like a brand? Like you're responding to people talking about the veins. You you know what I mean? It's just so outlandish to think about. And then they're in the comments, like flirting with other brands as well, being like, "Can't wait to see yours." And I'm like, that's "Like, cringy. who's that's <laughs> yeah, that's super cringy. Like, who's approving this, man?" There's another example of like the Scrub Daddy, which is like a, a cleaning product. Uh, the mascot for that brand got the dual lingo mascot pregnant on TikTok. 
and they're just like flirting back and forth. And I'm like, yo, it's like a lawless territory right now for brands. It's, it, it, but what for? I just need to go back to the the, the veins comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, all right. So there's there's a very unique intersection of like like fringe <laughs> meets jokes. And like yeah. I think everyone hit it right on the head. Like one, yeah. that's a hilarious, hilarious insight, consumer insight. That's like, oh yeah, like my Snickers Charlie Bar kind of looks like you know what, right? So when they, if they comment back, if they just make one tweet or one message or whatever, and just respond back with that, and that's it, then it's like, okay, that's fucking jokes because at least everybody in your company knows this is happening and you're aware of it. And it's all just kind of jokes. But if you're like a brand and you're like, let's have fun with this one and like respond back and flirt back with other brands and shit, it's like, Okay, you had a golden opportunity. Just like hit them with a nice one-liner yeah. and then get out of there. That's it. That's all you got to do yeah. to make an impact. It makes it worse when like cringy brands are also talking to cringy brands because it's like, what do you think about I it? Hate it? I know. I hate that shit, dude. Like, it it it's just two people. It's two people yeah. who represent a company just speaking to each other. That's it. That's like one Literally. media manager yeah. being like, oh, I'm going to talk to this brand one day and like make this, make it this whole thing and show that we have personality, but like stop. Like you, you, you don't need to do this. You're doing too much. So there's that. And then the scrub daddy thing. I mean, like, <laughs> I just, I just don't have an explanation for this one, man. Like, <laughs> I, I scrub daddy. Man, is like, the dual mascot. It's a sponge, right? Like it cleans it's a- yeah, it's a sponge, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with Duolingo? What does that have to do with language <laughs> service? Like, I don't know. Bro, you're on, you're on TikTok, right? Like, Duolingo yeah. will be in the comments, like, thirst traps on TikTok and, like, winking and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're a language yeah, platform. I just, I don't get it. Teach you know? me French. Teach me French. I don't, need to, I don't need to see you in my fucking comment section. Like, I want to learn Japanese. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ah, <dude. laughs> you know, I just I don't I don't see the thing is like the, the question that we're asking is like is this helpful does this do anything for a brand is this does this enhance yeah. their presence it reminds me of like remember a couple months ago when we were talking about like when uh, the Pabs Blue Ribbon creative director guy like wrote like yeah, yeah. or something like that is like their Twitter thing and they're like oh this drove so much engagement to me it's the same it's just an evolved version of that it's like we just don't need to see this we don't need to see that you have a strange personality or that like you're not just like some typical brand that people know and whoa duolingo is posting on this video of scrub daddy and now like the two social media managers are flirting with each other like take two steps back and look at what it is and be like quite literally what the fuck is this shit like, Bro, it makes it makes me wonder like what's being like taught now. Like if you think of like a a marketing class or a social media marketing course or whatever, like is the idea here just like anything goes? Like are there still content guidelines? Are there stuff that you can't approach? 
or are like professors now saying, yo, it's a lawless territory, do whatever you can do to trend. And that's all that matters, you know, because I'm like looking it. at I'm, it probably right. Because I'm looking at like Duolingo on TikTok and sure, you're going to get followers. You're going to get people interacting with your videos by being in these comments and stuff like that. But are more people downloading the app? Is the yeah. that's the golden question, right? Like that's what you're here for. You need app downloads and engagement, not yeah. on social media, like on your app. So it's like, is it translating there? I don't know. Are people buying Scrub Daddies because they got Duolingo mascot pregnant? Probably not. You know. So I'm like, just like, what the fuck it. is the point of all this? Yeah. Yeah. What is literally? <laughs> it's the, like it's, it's funny, the, right? It's funny sometimes. I get it. It's cool. It's like okay, this brand interacted with that brand. Ha ha ha. But am I gonna use the product any more now than I am before? No. And, and like, I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> speak for you, but like, when you look at the entirety yeah. of the situation, you're kind of like, okay, this is just two people talking to each other in very strange ways. It's almost like theater. It's like corporate theater, you know? It's less like... Yeah, yeah. It's just, corporate it's, theater, that's it's good. made up... That's another good one, by the way. Uh, it's yeah. just made up stories and personas and characters online speaking to each other in very strange ways. I don't understand that. I don't, like... To impress the audience. Like, my main objective is to fucking sell this goddamn product. Cool. Sell me that product. Just be a hundred percent with it. Is it is it the fault of like all this what do they call it again? Native advertising, just when it's like, you know, you're trying to be, you know, in tune with the platform and you're trying to fit in and not feel like an ad. Is this the result of this just years later? Oh, one thousand percent. Pretty 1, much. Like this is like the hey, how we we don't we need to disguise ourselves. Because we don't want to make it seem yeah. like we're advertising it. We just want to be there. But like anybody yeah. with a brain like knows that you're there. Like yeah. you're a brand. Your your main job is to is to sell something. Like there's no there's no reason why you know uh, Scrub Daddy it should be <laughs> messaging me directly, other than being like, hey. You got to clean your shit. This is what I'm here for. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these, these like bizarre insights of like that companies now just like, like put upon themselves to like tell a made up story about a persona that doesn't exist and project that online to other social media brand representatives that make up an entire persona about themselves. It almost feels like we're, it's like we're trying to be robots. It's so weird. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of is like, you ever have your parent, like when you're younger, just be like, like I'm your parent, I'm not your friend. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I kind of want my brand to go back to that. Not to be my parent, but to know that you're not my friend. And like, there's nothing you can do for me to associate you as a friend or a person. You are a corporation or an entity or conglomerate whatever it is like you're not a person and i would like for us to stop yeah can we stop whatever them like they are stop like, whatever the fuck is going on here because i yeah, don't like it, it. <laughs> this, this ain't it but the thing is man like there's there's times where like 
Brands can jump in. They can be punchy. They can be hilarious. Like the Snickers thing. If they oh, just yeah. came in and just hit us with that one banger and just left, that yeah, would have been yeah. that would have been hilarious. That's comedy. Like that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's 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 stand up. Like you know what I mean? Just coming in saying, "Boom, banger, hilarious. See you later. I'm not talking again." Like you know. That's the kind of shit that, that does really well. Not like this weird, like, scrub daddy shit. Man, I got to find a way to bring this into the episode title because, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that, we'll figure that one we'll out. Figure that one out. Um, let's, let's, let's move on here. Uh, JP Morgan, so the bank, uh, tracking their staff's in office attendance. So basically, 50% of their corporate employees are required to be in the office every day, so five days a week. And then the others have like a hybrid where it's three days a week. But in those days that the people are required to be in the office, they're tracking attendance and that will affect like performance or if they're fired or whatever it is. And um, I guess Bloomberg, you know, spoke with some of the employees and they're basically panicking. They're like they have the fear of God in them of losing their job because of this, you know, big brother always watching, tracking their attendance. And I just think this is the worst possible way to do a return to office that you, that you imaginable, right? Like number yeah. one, you're forcing everyone to come in the office, sure, but like number two, you're tracking attendance. Yeah, that's like crazy. what is this high school? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's so strange. Like, I don't no know. No faith lucky. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky that I get to work at a place where like I can I can be as flexible as I want. Like some days I work yeah. from my my desk here at my apartment some days i i work from the office and no one's like tracking like hey hey hang on where's malik he wasn't he wasn't here this one day get him like you know what i mean like you know, it's not it's not like that i feel like the moment that you start yeah. doing that the moment like that corporations just like start to become like lifeless and people start hating their lives more and like get just Give people the flexibility and the freedom to be able to do whatever they want. I, I don't understand how hard it is. As long as they're getting their job done, there should be no need yeah. to track attendance. Like, what? Like, what do you think the purpose Yeah, and I is? think that's something we, yeah, it's something we preach quite a lot on this, on this podcast. So just like, even just with, you know, speaking to our own job situations of like having that flexibility and trusting your employees, like, they were working from home completely fine. They were able to do their jobs. I get this is a little bit different because it's a bank, so there's like tellers and stuff like that. But um, this is like corporate employees. So again, you're able to do that work from home, and your managers trusted you. I would I would hope. I was even hearing back then of like um, production like tracking software to make sure that you're on your laptop and your email is open at all times like for other corporations doing that early pandemic. And it's like, bro, do you think like your employees are going to feel safe? Do you think they're, they're going to feel like, you know, their, their true self at work if you're always watching them? It's, it's it bullshit, fun. man. And that's not how you, it's not how you should act as a leader, but yeah. What do like, I, I mean? mean? Like leadership and that kind of stuff is so important during like times like this where you have to like control like or seemingly maintain control like unless this company has seen like a severe decline in productivity like during the pandemic yeah, yeah. like i get it because there's rationale to be like man like you guys didn't prove that you're actually getting anything done but like mm -hmm. even when you're at the office like 
my boss isn't just like looking over my shoulder, making sure that I'm sending an email. Like my boss no isn't, you know, making sure that everybody on my team is is here and sitting and asking for bathroom breaks and like you know what I mean. It's, like, it's just not like that. So like, what's the what's the yeah. point of this? Like, it's not a team culture situation. Like that's for damn sure. <laughs> anyway man um let's move on jp morgan do better it is do better it is. be better man well listen uh man it was it was earth day last week <laughs> like or is it like i don't i don't know when earth day is i don't fucking know like and who came up with that yeah let's let's look it up this is ignorant <laughs> earth day sorry yeah it was it was last week on Friday, um, like who dictates what Earth Day is? I, maybe I sound dumb. I don't know the history behind it at all. But like, who chose yeah. that? We got we got to look that one <laughs> up, Bill. But here's the thing: like, um, I, I saw like a number of brands, and I've seen a number of brands like comment on Earth Day and being like, "Do your part." Like, here's how we're reducing some of our you know, products to, to, or to make sure that like, we're being responsible with the environment and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much of this, like we're all in this together. We can do better. We can do this when like large corporations are actually responsible for like 95% of like, I would argue even more of like the waste that goes into our planet because we easily live in, like, a consumer heavy society. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like <laughs> I remember reading about the whole thing where it's like, uh, you know, the reason like why we got to have plastic straws and all of that because it's um, ruining like sea life, like the, the turtles and and all of that. But then I remember reading that like seventy percent of the actual issues is from like corporations dumping in the ocean yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. So we're like the five percent responsibility. <laughs> the other twenty percent is like fishing equipment being left in the ocean, and I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So, like, great, get rid of my straws, but yeah. So here, know. here's an interesting stat. So I, I pulled this from from a website, and it says a, a recent study was done, uh, um, a survey of two thousand Canadians, uh, which obviously don't represent the total population by any means. But they found that 35% of consumers generally ignore or tune out sustainability messaging from brands, which I'm like, that's actually a pretty staggering step. Like, that's a lot of people in that, you know, 2,000 group of people. If you scale that accordingly, like, we're looking at a, a ton of people just saying, oh, I actually don't really care about this. And it got me thinking, like, if I'm a marketer, I'm looking at this as, oh, man, like, what do we need to do? Like, it... it from my perspective, it seems like the uh, sustainability focused messaging is oversaturated. Every brand is like yeah. 100% fair trade coffee, you know, reducing plastics by five years or 5% over the next year. We're doing this to, you know, and whatever, like, I feel like now, like, the, the tagline is Com- insert company name for good or Insert company name for better mm-hmm. or you know that kind of stuff but then you look at it you're like is this a is this a communications problem because i can see the briefs coming out you can say oh like our sustainability message is being oversaturated because so many of other brands in the marketplace are are saying similar types of things how do we stand out 
I think the I, I think why do you have to channel? Be, yeah, I'm, I'm challenging this as a not being a communications problem, but a functional problem. And I think that starts with like, hey, if you want to be a sustainable company, you don't need to spend so much time and effort pushing this message into the marketplace and actually just reflecting on how you you can use those dollars to probably restructure a couple things internally to help like set yourself up for the next five years or 10 years, whatever it is, as far as your budget goes to help reduce the yeah. amount of waste and uh, that's that your company produces and the sustainable messages that, uh, you know, will inherently be there by doing the thing that you said you needed to do. Right. Sustainability is marketing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, brands see it as uh, all these other brands are doing it. This is now an expectation. Let me market or advertise our sustainability efforts so that we can be at the same level as these other brands and we can look like we're doing better for the world. Meanwhile, we're ruining the world and we're wreaking havoc on the planet with almost everything we do, right? It's, uh, it's everything in the supply chain, right? But I think it's just like, for me, at least, I'm just like, I see it as all just disingenuine, so I ignore quite a lot of it. That's one side of it where it's like, you know, I'm seeing all this messaging. Number one, I don't really believe it. They use a lot of, they use a lot of you know, verbiage that can be tweaked and can make it seem like they're doing a lot. And yeah. I don't really have an example that comes to mind right now. But a lot of these things, you can just look a little further and you're like, oh, this actually doesn't make any sense. That's what you know? I'm saying. It, it's small stuff like even just using green on packaging that will make people think that you're more organic and sustainable when you have no attachment to that movement whatsoever. Yeah. It's marketing, bro. And it's yeah. like, it There's pisses so me much. off. You know? Dude, it's, it's crazy because yeah. like sustainability is like, like they, we, they put so much ownership of cleaning up the mess on consumers right on yeah on just people where it's like we need to be better society for every box that of this you buy we will donate this to save the whales or like shit like that we were just like man just do it just fucking just actually just do it yeah i know that there's like objectives and brand building and stuff that needs to get done i like promise you the equity that you'll build and the respect that you'll build amongst like consumers that you're actually trying to reach i would argue just will be associated with your brand and like your brand because you just do that thing. You can have a page on your website that says, Hey, you know, we partake in this and X amount of the dollars that we put towards that we get from these sales have always gone towards, you know, saving, saving the planet. You don't need to be like, oh, yeah. like, Hey, go do this and we will make sure that we clean the oceans. Like just do it. Just like, just fucking go do it. <laughs> Man, there was this, there was this episode of it. Do you, do you watch Atlanta? Uh, no. Donald Glover show? No. So there's this episode. They, they, they're very dramatic with the way they kind of like approach topics, but um, there's basically like a DE and I team that's talking about um, in Europe, how they want to improve the, the diversity efforts. Right. And they have this one rapper, Paperboy, who's like one of the main people on the on, on the show, who's the press is asking him because he's part of that D&I group. They're like, what do you think the efforts of this committee are going to do for racism? And he's like, if I'm being honest, man, racism is always going to be around. And then there's like a rep that like silences him and is like, 
Actually, uh, no. Through the efforts that we're doing, we think we can eradicate uh, racism by the year 2025. And everyone's just like clapping. And obviously, they're being dramatic. But I find a lot of brands like to do the same thing, where it's just like, by the year 2028, you know, we will be 100% sustainable and this and that. But no one's checking on them. They're not really, you know, showing how they're going to get there. (laughs) you push something a bit far enough and you know no one's checking you on it it is what it is it's all marketing it's all just fluffing to to look good you know do what everyone else is nice make more money and if that's your intention that's okay like it is yeah it's like yo we know you're a brand we know you have to make money stop hiding it like yes it's it's okay it's it is okay like it's okay to have a separation between like a brand and and just real life stuff like it doesn't they don't always mm-hmm. need to be together but preach preach hey, that's it man and that's episode <laughs> seven right there we ended it off on a, on a bit of a pessimistic tone but you know how we do we talk about the real stuff <laughs> we talk about the stuff no Touch. one wants to talk about no i'm just kidding we talk about a lot of stuff that everybody i feel wants to talk about um but thanks so much for well, listening. Brands being horny on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check out Scrub Dad. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Scrub Dad <laughs> and Duolingo. Uh, hey. you know, go, go check those out. You know, we're a brand too. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. We got <laughs> Vain for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a ton of great stuff coming out soon. And you know, thank you again for listening. And you know, stay tuned for some great content. Peace.